Welcome to Return to Ease, the show where we talk about different ways to live with more intention. Each episode, we will discuss different ways to learn how to nourish our mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Rachel Pacora. I'm a licensed massage therapist and a John F. Barnes trained myofascial release therapist. After experiencing my own chronic pain for years, I understand the struggles and what it takes to heal. I'm passionate about living an authentic life and want to help you return to ease. Welcome back to another episode of Return to Ease. Today, I have a special guest with us named Emily Burke. She is a manifestation and embodiment teacher and coach, and she hosts the podcast called Authentic Alchemy, where she discusses how to authentically create your dream life. And I thought it would be fun to talk to her about manifestation and how we can create our dream life and how we can use some of our shadows to amplify some of our manifestations. So I'm really excited to see what we get into today and just kind of flow through this fun conversation with Emily. And um, I thought it would be fun if maybe she came and gave us a bit of her background first to kind of talk about where she came from and where she's at right now. And so then we can kind of flow into the rest of it. So welcome to the show, Emily. It's great to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is beautiful. Um, so my like my my background, um, depending on how, bad, how far back you really want to go, but if I was to rewind to like when I was a teenager, for instance, I I was that kind of um person that just decided that she wanted to do things and would just kind of go off and do them and I would had would have a lot of people kind of going yeah but how are you going to do that how like that's probably unsafe yeah but how are you going to pay for it what are you going to do like that doesn't make sense and I just always kind of lived in this world of I'll figure it out like it'll be fine and that was well and truly before I understood what manifestation was it was before I really had any kind of you know, connection to source, you know, the universe, God, whatever, you know, you resonate with. Um, in fact, I, I actually probably had a very, um, uh, I wouldn't say atheist, but I, you know, a very challenging uh, relationship with the church due to just family history and things like that with my, my parents and grandparents and everything. Um, so I really didn't have that, like, I considered that like connection to spirituality, like as something to do with the church and I had nothing to do with the church, but I still just kind of had this thing within myself, this knowing, you know, looking back at it now where I was like, I'll be taken care of. Like everything will work out. It'll all be okay. And that kind of took me on, you know, trips around the world. And uh, I, I would just kind of uh, if I needed a job, I would just kind of get one really easily. That didn't mean I didn't have to, you know, do things and work for it and everything like that. But I would get the exact job that I wanted. I would get the exact opportunity that I wanted. Um, and my my dad kind of dubbed me the manifestation queen because he'd just be like, Emily, how are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, everybody, you know, have my family and everything going. Like, you can't, like you can't just like leave the country for two years and just travel around the world. Like, how are you going to pay for that? I was like, oh, I'll get a job. It'll be fine. Whatever. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, potentially a little bit of naivety, but um, I didn't have as much of that kind of fear yeah, within me in terms of the world. The world was a beautiful place. Um, and then in my uh, early 20s, uh, when I was living overseas in London, um, I experienced um, sexual trauma, which was really um, full on. And I suppressed that for about three, three or so years. And it started to kind of come up for me um, when I was back home with this like intense, severe, like anxiety. And I would have just panic attacks. Um, I would kind of numb out by just like going out drinking and blacking out. And I, you know, that was uh, a period of time. And I look back at, at M then and I'm like, oh, you sweet thing. I just want to like hold you. But I was just, it was like the world was, was too much. And I just wanted to kind of forget it. And, um, still in that process though, I was, you know, finishing uni and doing really, really well and, um, getting, you know, my quote unquote dream job and all of those things and making it work. But things were like all of a sudden became a struggle. Like they were, they weren't like this flowy thing. It was like 
I have to work really, really, really hard. There was a lot of resistance going on. And what I've come to understand now, as I, you know, I reached a point where I like I couldn't suppress it anymore. I couldn't numb out anymore. And I had to move through through that, which was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And um I've realized that what happened is so much of my energy was on um holding on to emotions and pain and 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 fear inside my body that I wasn't able to open up to, you know, the infinite possibilities. I wasn't able to open up to flow and be flexible. And it was like this white knuckle gripping around how life was supposed to be because, you know, and if you've ever experienced trauma, a big part of that is controls taken away from you. So you need to control everything in your life. Mm. Um, And then throughout, you know, uh, would have been maybe 2019, I, you know, started kind of with this spiritual awakening and started connecting more and more to um, the idea of of this infinite universe and being able to create any life that we want. I'd kind of already been dabbling in the concepts of manifestation before then and it all kind of started to unravel and I started to kind of release a lot of that resistance and um, which was a really, really, really beautiful, beautiful experience. And then um, in 2021, I kind of had this, oh, I kind of manifested everything that I wanted. I I like I, I live in a in a beautiful home. Like home was a really big thing for me growing up in a bit of a um, you know, like divorced family. I didn't have like a set home. So home was like a huge manifestation. I was like, I have, I feel the most settled that I've ever felt in my entire life. I was like, I have a beautiful partner who like is just, you know, the polar opposite of what I had before, which was an anxious attachment to every man that was in my <laughs> life. It was secure and safe. I was like, I have the dream job. I was a, a primary school teacher. So I was teaching in, in this my dream school. I had traveled around the world. Um, I felt safe financially. I was like, I did it all. And I, I was kind of like, now what? <laughs> and I, it was this real sense of like instability and like, I don't, like, why do I feel this way? Like I felt so unfulfilled. I felt really, really rocky. Um, and I was like, I don't know what I was supposed to do. I did all the things that were supposed to, you know, give me freedom that was supposed to give me this sense of safety and security. And I was like, I don't feel good here. And, you know, now I understand that particularly the feminine is always expanding and always growing and always wanting and desiring more. Um, and that's really kind of led me down, you know, a big, uh, and I don't like the word, well, not that I don't like it, but I don't tend to use the word pivot. It's like this like expansion into this new world, you know, shifting out of a nine to five and that kind of very matrixy world that I loved. So I loved my job. I really, really did to all of a sudden going, I can't be here anymore. And going, well, can I start a business? Can I like get on like and start a podcast? Can I do those things? And just my whole world over the past couple of years has completely, it's it's unrecognizable. And that's brought me here, this conversation with you. And that's just, um, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> I love that. It's a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing. I think that there's a lot of things that go into making us who we are and you know brings us to our our now is our past things that have happened to us so um i appreciate you bringing up your past traumas those i think those things like really shape us to you know give us a perspective to move forward and it's interesting like i resonate with so much of what you said too and even around the time of like 2019 i was starting to have my own change in shift in thoughts that I was like, what is this? And manifestation was like something I kind of had heard of before, but I thought it was super weird. And I was like, that's, it's not for me. And I was starting a business, you know, back maybe 2018. And, um, I, someone told me, why don't you just manifest it? And I was like, what does that mean? Like, it was so, it was so weird and foreign. And I thought, I don't know. And I said, I don't, she's like, you just have to like ask for what you want. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> like my mind was like blown. Right. And I kind of like you, I realized that everything that I thought I, you know, everything I put my mind to, I eventually obtained somehow, like it happened at some point. So I was like, well, I guess I can really do whatever I want. So, you know, I started manifesting and I started writing and, you know, it was, it kind of grew and grew. And I was like, this is really cool, but like, I don't know. It just, it's fascinating. So thank you. Um, it, it, it is really cool. And like, there's something that you just said there, which is, I think is like a really like big point for anybody who is like a little bit like, I don't really get like, how does it like what and it's not something that like you really need to like do anything in terms of it's happening all the time or like always it's a it's a law and the principle by which the universe works yeah and like you said like well, I guess like I've, I've everything that I have now like I've you know, somehow created and everything like that. Everything you have now you've created purely because you're focused on it. Your like vibration is a, is like a match to it. And if you just use that to focus on what you do want, something different, then of course you can create it. It's it's like by principle you can. And it's really like when you kind of like get that, you're like, Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe for people that maybe aren't familiar, when we talk about manifestation, like, what does that mean to you? How do you like define that? Because it might seem foreign to people if they're just like, what, what do you mean? I'm just going to like ask for it. <laughs> like, yeah. How is that possible? So do you have like a, a way that you can explain that to my audience maybe? A hundred percent. So like on it's like, I love explaining it in these two ways because I get that I am very like woo-woo-y and I love all of the magic terminology. And I also have the really logical mind that's like, I just want to like, you know, make sense of this. And yeah. like my, one of my favorite definitions is so simple, but it's manifestation literally just means to make real. It's literally to make real in the physical world, anything that is like in our physical reality. And that includes like um, emotions and, and, and things like that as well, because they're a physical thing because you can feel them um, is manifested is to make real. And then there's one that I, I love as well. And if I'm going to get the um, term, terminology, right, but it's the phenomenon of turning something that was once imagined into the physical reality um, simple, uh, seemingly by way of magic. So I love these two different definitions because on one hand, if you set a goal to achieve something and you achieve it, you manifested it. It's not this like thing of like, I'm going to wave a magic wand and sit back and it will arrive. Um, it's literally making real because if you set that goal, so for instance, like the visual that's coming to my mind is like running a marathon. You have never run before. I've never, I'm not a runner. I'm an athlete in many ways. I'm not a runner. Um, but if I wanted to run a marathon, I would need to, and like I truly believe that if I really wanted to and I had the desire there, and that's like that that beginning point is that spark of desire. If I had the desire to do that, I truly believe that I could do that. I 100% could. It would require me to shift a lot of focus, to shift a lot of, um, you probably just heard my like idea about my limiting belief around me being a runner. I'm not a runner, you know, and that comes. So there's some cleaning up there to do around like my identity that I've kind of adopted and what I believe about myself. And then there's, you know, the physical thing of then, you know, different muscles that are being used to run. But if I worked at it every day and I put that focus there, I could be able to run a marathon if I really wanted to. I don't. Um, and that is manifesting that achievement, that event in my in my life. And I can do that through many different kinds of um, ways. But ultimately, that's manifesting because I've achieved something that was once imagined. I imagined myself running across the like the finish line with that big arch. And I did that. And there's steps along the way. There might be things like, you know, you injure yourself and you're like, why is this happening? Maybe it's not meant for me. And then you give up. No, it's one, it's, it's, you know, potentially bringing you back down to like your baseline, what you 
um, have always been able to achieve, which is like a huge thing that kind of blocks people. Um, you're potentially experiencing uh, polarity. You're learning a lesson that you need to learn to move forward. Um, or the timing is different. Maybe it's not this particular marathon that I meant to run. Maybe it's the next one, the following year. And that's for a very particular reason. And then there's, so that's really like the crux of it, especially like that's something that I really would love more and more people to understand about manifestation that yes, like I experience magic on a daily basis, but my definition of magic is when something just flows, when something just um, works exactly how I desired it to work. Now that doesn't mean that I don't experience, you know, polarity and things not working my way. But that like seemingly by way of magic is what makes it really fun. It's what makes the journey fun because realistically, once you've manifested something and you, you know, would, have, would have just heard this in my story, you're like, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, And so it's the unfolding of it, you know. It's the little clues and the universe leaves clues along the way and you're like, oh, oh I, you know, I wanted to start a podcast and I just happened to run into somebody at the coffee shop and we were just, I was just chatting to somebody and they mentioned that they have a podcast and just told me about a, like a, I don't know, like a podcast group where I can like get on and, and like talk, um, connect with other people who are on podcasts and things like that. That's like a moment of magic and it's because you set an intention and the universe literally is like, I like to imagine it like, um, like a little like puppet master kind of like, or something like that where they're just kind of like moving like little things around to like shift in your in your um best interest in your um to give you what you want and that isn't the I want a million dollars okay here you go it's a well what idea can I plant in your mind what little spark of inspiration what person can i i bring into your world what um you know detour can i give you that's going to help you learn that lesson to be able to get you closer to your goal and i really like believe that it's a way of living where you're you're truly living from this place of the universe is always conspiring in my favor it is always bringing me what i want and it is just simply my job to clean up the crap that's going on within because that creates resistance and attune my frequency to that with, with which I desire and to focus on what I want and to be in the moment, to be present in the right now and enjoy it. And that's manifestation to me. And um, it's it's a beautiful, magical way to live. It really, really, really is. Yeah. I love that. I think that there is a lot of resistance in most people's lives. It's totally normal. We're just kind of raised that way, I guess, or, you know, it comes from cultural things that everything just has to be hard. And when we can let go of that mindset of it's hard, then you know, things can flow, you know, of course it's going to be hard. If you think it's going to be hard, everything's going to be hard. Like if, you know, you allow it to come in by letting it go. And that's a, that's one that's kind of um, hard to sometimes learn. It's not hard, but like, it can be a challenge when it's a new um, concept for people. So, you know, that's something that's like super um, interesting as well is the meaning that we place on things. Hard meaning that it's bad, hard meaning that we shouldn't do it. Right. It's who cares if it's hard? It doesn't mean that it's not possible. It doesn't mean that it's it's not for you. And if it's too hard, then and that for you means I I can't be bothered. I'm not going to do it. Maybe the spark of the desire isn't there, or there's a part of you that really doesn't believe that you're strong enough to be able to overcome the hard. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, like you said, comes from our like programming. Like be careful. Well, like, like, don't, this is too hard. So I'm just going to give up. Like, maybe you witnessed like your parents, like, not taking risks and things like that. Like, um, like I, I, my people in my family lived a very, very safe life. And, and that's okay. That's so beautiful. But like that, like, overcoming something, like, doing something that 
I don't have, or I didn't, now I do, but I, I didn't have people in my like direct like little world that had done something different, that had gone off and like started talking on Instagram about things that I'm interested in that had started a podcast. I still get people look at me like sometimes when I'm in my like, you know, own little community that are like, huh, that's interesting. Like, and then, you know, and that's because for them, they've never met somebody like that. But maybe me sharing that with, you know, the person that's sitting next to me at the cafe um, sparked something in them. And it happens all the time. They're like, oh, I've always thought that would be a really cool thing to do. It might take, you know, months, years. And they go, well, I have actually had somebody that I've seen who has done that. And it was hard for them and they still did it. Yeah. Hmm. And that was my mantra for a while there was I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And hard things don't seem as scary anymore. They used to be really, really scary. But it's really, really interesting. Like all words are made up and the meaning that we have for them is just the the meaning that we've placed on them. They don't actually, it doesn't mean, they don't have to mean what you decide for them to mean. And we place this like good, bad on um, certain words and certain experiences. And that's something that's been a really, really beautiful place to get to is just the state of like neutrality. It's just yeah. neutral. It just is what it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I work with clients like one-on-one. So I see them, you know, for chronic pain in my office. And I think that there is a lot of language that we tell ourselves that, um, keeps us in our, our familiar place. And so that contracts our ability to heal and expand. Mm -hmm. And um, that part is challenging for people because they're not familiar with changing those thoughts because they think, and I was that person too, I thought someone was going to fix me. (laughs) And I think people see me because they think I'm going to fix them, but it's a lot of, a lot of what happens is our internal dialogue and shifting the words and even having that belief that I can heal. I can change my situation. I can have a life that I actually desire that doesn't keep me, you know, bedridden or, you know, with chronic pain and things like that. So Mm. I think there's a lot of shift that we can change in our own mind. Oh yeah. And it's so um, interesting. And I'm really excited to get to like, talk to you. We're going to, we're going to record for my podcast after this. I'm really excited (laughs) to talk to you about this, but this like identity that we have with like, I am anxious. Mm -hmm. anxious. You're experiencing anxiety. Like I am depressed. No, that's not who you are. What follows I, I am is very, 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 very powerful. And those are quite often some of the most challenging beliefs to shift, but the most profound when you do. And if you just start practicing, and I still catch myself like saying, I am, I'm sad or I'm sick and things like that, you know, when I've just had a cold over the weekend. And like, I'd, I'd, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm sick. I'm a bit sick today. No. And I do this still. And, I, and it's been years of me like retraining myself <laughs> to do this. I mean, no, I'm experiencing a blocked nose at the moment. <laughs> like, and you and you feel like a little bit of a, a dork, like, you know, doing that, but it starts to retrain your brain and like disconnect that like um connection you have with this, like, well, this is who I am. And I and I can imagine like if you've experienced chronic illness, and I have somebody quite close to me who's just so in this like. I like I have I am this and I am this and I'm diagnosed with this and this and this and this and this is just my life forever. And there's just so much attachment and dare I say like safety with that experience because that's what they know. And I know that I can resonate with that because I like being broke was safe for me. Mm-hmm. meaning that was what I knew and and not like I've never got homeless. I've never you know, not been able to buy food, but I have in periods of time in my life gone week to week, you know, not knowing, like being like, 
I get paid in two days and my bill is due tomorrow and I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill. Like that kind of scarcity, that kind of having to check the bank account before I go grocery shopping every time, that that create like in my body was very, very, very disruptive. You yeah. know, my root chakra, like so disabled, like um, just shaky, shaky foundation. But that was safe for me because it was familiar. And like that's really like all our mind is is trying to do is to keep us in the familiar because it's it's designed to keep you safe. And the familiar is safe because you're still alive. We are wired to survive and our beautiful brain <laughs> is just going, well, you've been broke before. We know that's a safe place. We haven't been, we haven't like been overflowing with money before. We don't know if that's safe. So we're just going to steer clear of that and stick over here with the living paycheck to paycheck because we, we're quite certain you'll survive there. Even if you're not actually physically safe, if your brain thinks that you are safe because it's a familiar place, it's a familiar state of being, it's a familiar belief, then it will keep you there. And that's the, you know, training for a marathon and, and breaking your ankle or, you know, getting sick, like right before you're about to give like this, you know, big presentation and, and you know, do something or speak on stage when you've never done that before. It's the, whoa, this is new. I am freaking out. What if we're not safe there? Let's just pull back. And that's where most people stop. That's where most people stop. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm so glad we're talking today because what you're saying for my audience is what I need to hear too. (laughs) So thank you. I mean, you know, we always, we always need a, like a pep talk. Like I have a coach and, um, I've, I've had one for a while. Like she, she's helped me with a lot of things and a lot of mindset stuff. And I, I attribute to a lot of my now thinking from her and, Mm. um, it's been beautiful, but also, you know, we still slip back into that familiar because it's just so programmed and you just have to really work on it all the time. So like for me, even, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I only teach on what I know. Like I'm literally raising my hand right here. Like this is me all the time going, why am I avoiding doing that? Why am I procrastinating on that? Why am I overthinking that? Like, keep going. Like, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it fascinating? Like, I think it's so important to kind of remain curious um, and like really watch where our brain is going and like (laughs) what's happening. And is this a familiar pattern or like, why am I thinking this again? Or, you know, why am I feeling this? And I, I know for, for me too, I had chronic pain for years and occasionally things still flare up. Um, You know, it happens. We're human. We're going to have things. We're going to have injuries and illnesses and things like that. And there's still a part of my brain that's like, oh no, it's back. What if I'm like this forever? And it's like, okay, calm down. (laughs) Like calm down brain. You're fine. But you know, it's our default to think like, this is the end. This is the worst case scenario. It's like this forever. It's permanent. You know, all the bad stuff. And it's like, actually, what else is true? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. like kind of shifting into that, it's been helpful to, for me anyway, to yeah. not I'll, get stuck. I really want to give like your audience something super tangible because this has been like really profound for me. And that is like getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. And like, if that is just like setting the alarm 15 minutes earlier and doing that for like a week or a month until that just becomes your new normal. And like there's so much like data around like habits and stuff like that, but this isn't necessarily about creating new habits. This is about familiarizing yourself and rewiring your brain that doing new things is okay. Doing new things is safe. And while you still, like, I still, if I'm going to go and do a new, like something new, something that feels a little bit outside my comfort zone, I still go, oh, I don't know if that's the right choice. And I overthink it. And I kind of go in this, this like, like, um, you know, my like um, response is always like this, like freeze response of like, well, I'm just going to do nothing. Like I'll go and binge watch TV for hours because this is too uncomfortable. And compared to where I I used to be, I now kind of go, well, this is a little bit scary. 
I'm going to do it anyway. And that's my like, you know, 99% of the time, that's my response when something feels uncomfortable. And you can do this in so many different ways. Like, and you got to you know choose your own adventure and also notice if any of these, you're like, I don't want to do that. Go and do that. And you take, yeah. start taking cold showers, like um, start turning the TV off at, you know, seven o'clock and read, um, go to an event um, or something like that, or go to um, like start a new hobby that you have no idea how to do. Learning a new skill as an adult is one of the most um, amazing ways to like rewire your brain to do the new and to fail and be okay with it. As children, and like I'm like I'm a primary school teacher, you see them and and already you see it like like that age of like eight where they're like you have to drill into them that mistakes are, are great. Do they help us learn? We want to see the mistakes because it shows our process and they're important. And there's already rewiring needing you know needing to be done at, at that age and by the time we're adults we're like I'm not going to try anything new but you watch it you watch it like a, a baby learning to walk they get up and they fall down and then they get up and then they fall down and then they get up and then they fall down imagine if they fell down and they were like well I failed I can't do that <laughs> not gonna walk they're never, they're never, they're never walk and the thing is is that we're actually like as um you know humans we are designed to grow and you know this is like a really like full-on comment but I still love it but if we're not growing then we're dying if you think about a plant out like like my life of like a million pot plants if the pot plant is either growing if it stops growing it's dying and that may be that it's outgrown its its pot and it needs to go into a new pot. It needs to like go and start growing up the wall and or doing something that it needs fertilizer, it needs new soil, a new environment. Um and we as humans get to start doing those things more and more as adults because it just starts to rewire your brain that I can show up and I can like make a mistake. I can be bad at something. Like, let yourself be bad at something. Go and, like, try my um new thing. I haven't shared this with anyone except for my partner. I'm actually going to uh, start doing horse riding lessons. Oh. And I know nothing. I love animals. Like, I'm such, like, I love animals. Um, And I've always felt this, like, connection to horses, but I've never done horse riding before. I think we went horse riding, like, on school camp when I was, like, 13 or something like that. Um, And I've always wanted to do it. And I was like, why don't I just do it? And there's that old story going, oh, but I'll be the only, the only like grown up there who's never done it before. Like I'll, I'll, I might even be there with like kids and stuff. Like what if I'm really bad at it? And then I'm like, that's okay. I want to I wanna go and like hang out with horses. That sounds like so much fun. Like I'm going to go do that. And I like really, I, I remember it was not that long ago, maybe like a year, two years ago where I would have stopped myself. I would have looked on the website over and over and over again. I would have researched and researched and researched and researched. I like decided this on Saturday and I opened up my phone and I found a couple of places and, e- and emailed them straight away, yeah. like in the moment, because I've gotten comfortable doing new things. I've gotten comfortable getting uncomfortable because it's all just, um, it's that up level, you know, the more and more we like stretch all of a sudden, like horse riding will be my normal. Yeah. Getting on a pod, getting on a podcast interview the first time, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like terrifying! Like, what am I doing? I'm yeah. so nervous." You know, talking on like Instagram and like you've seen my Instagram. It's like I do a lot of like talking videos. It was like months and months and months and months and months before I even did a story of me talking, <laughs> and I think I like deleted it after a couple of hours. Um, and I like freaked out. Now I like don't even think about it. I just get on there because that's my new baseline. That's my new normal. Yeah. And you do great. So just, you know, letting you know, it's beautiful. So you're doing something great. And I think that that's the part that we, we get in our head about like, oh, maybe it's not going to be good enough, or maybe I don't know what I'm talking about or, you know, whatever. And so we stop before we even know if we're going to like it or be good at it, or even give ourselves a chance to like 
fail and grow and try and, (laughs) and learn like, well, that didn't work, but I can do it this way. So yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And, and realistically, most of like the belief that we have that stops us there is like the people will think I'm stupid. Like what about my, like my like biggest thing growing up was my voice. I had like so much um, insecurity around my voice. I was like, oh, I'm like all nasally. I kind of mumble sometimes. Um, I was like, this is, I was like, my, and I had a teacher in high school tell me that I, my voice was really annoying. So that's where this mm-hmm. kind of came from. And I, you know, I can be loud and that stopped me for such a long time. But you know what I have realized since doing this is nobody cares about you that much. <laughs> like the people in your life love you. Yeah. People like, out in the world, they don't care about you that much. They don't no. care what you're doing. But the thing is, is the people who find you and resonate with you are like the ones who are like, thank God I found you. Yeah. And like, like show up for them. Like who cares if your voice is a little bit high pitched and squeaky or nasally, who cares if like, you've got, you know, um, acne scars on your face, like who, nobody cares. Like Most people are just worried about themselves and it isn't stopping so many people from getting out there and doing the things that actually create joy and happiness in their life because they're afraid of what other people will think. And I tell you what, and I'm not saying that it's easy, but it is the simple thing of just, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh yeah. The, 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 sim- the simple like state of being of just like not giving a fuck yeah. is like the most beautiful freeing experience ever. And when you like hit that, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm actually free to do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally get it. Like I totally resonate with what you say, because when I realized finally that like no one was worried about what I was actually doing, I was worried about what I was doing and like no one, no one's, everybody's worried about themselves. So like, you know, we're so consumed with like, oh gosh, what if, you know, what if they're seeing what I'm doing, but like, they're probably not even paying attention. (laughs) It, it, It like creates so much more like freedom in my brain to be like, oh, well, like I can still show up and no one's really worried about the stuff that I'm, I'm worried about, or they don't even see it. It's just yeah. kind of, you know, we're just yeah. so self-critical sometimes. So yeah. I think that that all uh, blocks, you know, and constricts and contracts us and like uh, allows or doesn't allow for flow to happen. So, and like bringing that back to like manifestation, and like I, you know, my podcast is the authentic alchemy. So, um, authentic alchemy. So, I'm the manifestation and like doing that as your most authentic self. And what does that mean? And and I talk a lot about what that means to be your most authentic self and how you're actually most magnetic to that dream life of yours when you are your most authentic self. And a lot of people will go, well, I don't really know um, who I like, who I am. I actually, somebody say that like. To me recently, I don't actually know who I am, and I was like, "That's okay, like that's fine." Like, why, why, you know, for what purpose are you like holding on to this? I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am, and just be. And the thing is, is when you stop, and and this doesn't mean like that you don't give a shit about anything. It's about giving the. It's uh, like one of my um friends (laughs) says this, um, and she she goes, "It's about giving the right fucks." Like. You care about the the things that actually matter and you just let go of the rest. And what happens is you actually, like, the things that are, are creating that stress in your body, that, like, you know, mental headspace of, like, do they like me? I don't know. That just, like, falls away. And what happens is you become a magnet for people who are, like, cheering you on, for people who are loving what you're putting out there. I have people who I have known for a really, really, really long time, had no idea that they were into spirituality, had no idea that they were going through certain things. And they now follow me on Instagram, comment and and, um, like my posts. They message me all the time being like, I love this. Thank you so much. They're like asking for when, you know, my next event is. I would never have made that connection with them. These were just like acquaintances and people that I worked with or people I went to high school with and things like that. I would never have made that 
genuine connection with them if I wasn't showing up as my most authentic self. And the thing is, is when you are showing up as your most authentic self, you are a gift to the world. You're a gift to the world because you glow. You glow and you emanate this like, like this radiance and this light that brings everybody else up, you know? So for those people, because I don't know if you hear this in your space, it's like a Oh, like, you know, my family's more important. This is more important. Like, I, I can't invest in myself because that would be selfish. You serving you, investing in yourself, doing the work for yourself is the most um service-based thing that you can do because yeah. you're giving from a state of overflow rather than depletion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I think that that part is very practice for people is to give, 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 and to not receive and to not give the space to allow yourself to do something. And it doesn't have to be something wild. It can be something simple, but I think that those things are really important. Even if it's just like kind of realizing you need a nap or something (laughs) Sometimes you just need to like go for a walk or get outside and just take it, take it easy, you know, I don't know. It's, oh, I, I, all of the, like, particularly the mamas in the world and like, like I, I have two stepchildren, but you know, I'm not a mum of of my, uh, myself, but I work with a lot of mums and I know a lot of people who are mums and the idea of like leaving washing unfolded or leaving their kids in front of the TV so they can go and have a nap. Or, you know, like leaving them in the front of the TV while their husband kind of does some work so that they can go to the gym is like foreign to them. They're like, I can't do that. I have to be there. And I was like, well, what will happen if you if you do? Like, like what, like what is the worst case scenario? But then also what is the best case scenario of you actually doing the thing for yourself? Yeah. You have more, you have more energy to give to your children. You feel better in your body. You're showing your kids what it means to take care of yourself. Like you have the mental space and the, you know, that clarity to kind of show up as you rather than this state of like, I need to be doing stuff. I need to fold the washing. I need to, you know, do this. I need to cook dinner for everybody. I need to take care of everybody else. But what you're doing is like what your children are uh, are observing and they are sponges. They observe and they see everything. And they you're showing them how they get to show up when they're an adult. Yeah. And do you want, and yes, it's a beautiful thing to give. I love giving. I love, you know, pouring into my community. I love pouring into my friends. And this is something that's like a bit controversial. You don't have to do anything like as extreme as this. But, like, I don't give gifts to people. And this is a thing of, like, and, it, and it's just not my love language, but me and my best friends, like, I call myself, like, back as I was a teenager and like Christmas time was just insane and I'd get all of these gifts and I would feel this pressure. It doesn't come naturally to me to, like, go out and go, okay, I need to get a gift for mom and dad and, you know, Auntie Sue and this person and this person. And I'd be like, okay. And it was the most stressful experience ever. And at one point in time I was like, I don't think I, I I want to receive presents anymore and I, and I don't want to give them. And I had a really beautiful conversations with the people that were closest to me and I was like, I want to give gifts from a place of I found this thing and I just know that you will love it and I'm so excited to give it to you. Yeah. I don't want to give gifts from you out of a place of obligation because I don't like receiving gifts from a state of obligation. And I agree. And that energy that I really felt like back when I was like 18 and 19, like I could feel it then. I was like, somebody's giving me this thing. And I was like, you don't really know me. And I don't really, I was like, I appreciate being thought of, but I don't, there's no, like, I can feel that you're stressed out about Christmas right now or that my birthday. And like, I can feel that energy in this gift. And I was like, and it doesn't really show that you know me in any way or anything like that. And it's really interesting with me and my best friends, like for maybe like five, six years now, sometimes we'll like one of us will be like, I got us, I got us Christmas presents. And we'll be like, oh, I love this. This is really, really great. Yeah. But then the other two of us won't have gotten each other Christmas presents. And that's okay. 
Yeah. And the thing is, is because we understand, like, I sometimes like will find something and I'll go, I got, I found this for you and I wanted to give it to you. Yeah. And when they give me gifts, I'm like, oh, you gave this to me because you really, really thought that I would love it. And yeah. it doesn't even have to be because of those events. And that's, you know, that's an extreme you know, thing. And I also understand that some people like giving gifts to people is like their jam and it yeah. just gives them so much life. And think about like just the the art of like giving anything, like your energy and your time. And I give a lot of time and energy to the people around me. What's the intention and that underlying vi- vibration that you're coming to the table there with? Is it like a, oh, I've got to go and sit and like watch my kid's basketball game. Oh my God. Like I should probably show up like, even like what, like, let's be honest, watching like seven-year-olds play basketball isn't the most riveting thing in the world. But if you're coming at it from going like, oh, I get to sit here and I get to cheer them on and I love this because last week, like, you know, my partner went and I had a little bit of time to myself and now I'm here and I'm loving being here and this is really, really, really beautiful. And like, like just come at life from that perspective, like that it feels so good and people feel it from you as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I love that. I love to, to kind of shift thoughts of maybe even things that aren't so juicy and fun to do that. I'm like, I, I get to do this. Like, and I, some people don't get to do this. Some people don't have the luxury of washing their dishes or (laughs) doing their laundry, you know, the things that maybe I don't love to do, but someone wishes they could. So like, I I try to look at life from that kind of lens of like, I get to do this. I like, I'm given this day, I'm going to make the best of it and live the best way I can. So, And most people are walking around within like living in, I have to life or an, I should Right. kind of life. I, I think I, I did a whole podcast episode on this and a um, thing like an Instagram live with my friend on this like concept of an I get to life. Yeah. It is a game changer because mm-hmm. everything like genuinely is a choice. Like yeah. everything you do is a choice. Even if like, even, even like the most basic thing of like feeding your dog, it is a choice. But if you do it from like, a, oh, I need to feed, my, feed the dog, like this is so annoying. Like you actually do have a choice. Why not come out of it from like the, I have my beautiful pet and I love them. And I get to just take like 15 seconds to pour a cup of food into their bowl and like give them a little pat. And that's like the highlight of the day, because I don't know, but my dog like has like an internal stopwatch. It's it's like, excuse me, are you going to feed me now? Like, it's like the highlight of his day. I understand. Those kinds of things. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, just move more into like those things that feel like and I have to you actually have the capacity to be able to shift it into and I get to and even if it takes you just a few seconds to just ground yourself beforehand let feeding your kids and like getting them ready in the morning driving them to school be and I get to get like have like going off to work each day be and I get to and your whole life will change things you'll just start naturally being like oh this car ride is so nice. I get to listen to my podcast and I get to like, you know, watch like the the, the sun coming up because it's really dark here in the morning still. Like, you know, like those kinds of things. It's yeah. um, it shifts, shifts everything for you. Yeah. Oh, this has been so great. I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you, I I think we can probably wrap this up because I don't want to keep you forever because I know it's like six in the morning in your time because you're in Australia, right? I am. I'm in Melbourne. Melbourne. Yep. Okay. So do you have any like last minute, like little tips for my audience that maybe they can help to help them like build a more authentic life? Is there something that you have a, like a takeaway? A lot of the fun. Like, I know that seems like so, so, so basic, but our like brains are always trying to like find the more complicated way of doing things. Just follow the fun. Like what sounds really fun to you? Like what would just be exciting to do today? And just do that. And the thing is, is the things that are fun to us, the things that excite us, the things that spark that, that like childlike joy within us are like at the core of our authenticity. And the more and more you do those things purely just because you can, 
Yeah. It uncovers the parts of you. You start to see the parts of you and feel the parts of you that aren't in alignment with that authenticity. So just go and like book like a, a thing, like go and do horse riding if you want, like do pole dancing if that sounds like exciting to you, even though it's uncomfortable, like whatever it is, just follow the fun, just do something new and you'll start to you'll start to feel like yourself again. And I say again because it's not a new thing. You're you're in there and um it's it's a journey. It's a peeling back and it yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful process. Mm, I love that. I resonate with that a lot. Thank you. Well, how could people find you if they were looking to work with you or see you on Instagram or the best place to find me is on Instagram. I spend a lot of time there. So that's at I am Emily Burke and Burke is B-O-U-R-K-E. Um, I spend a lot of time there. If you want to kind of have a little bit more connection with me, I have a Facebook community that's totally free to join and we have a chat in there and I'm in there every day um, sharing. It's a beautiful growing like little community there of women who just Oh gosh, if you feel like you don't have like pe- like people like in your life who are into this, like come and join in there because it's just like way to just join a sisterhood where everybody just loves up on and supports each other. Um, and yeah, and all of my links and everything like that are on my Instagram and that's probably the best place to find me. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Well, I will link that in the show notes below so that people can look you up and join that oh. Facebook group. Oh. And my podcast, Authentic Alchemy. I always forget that. (laughs) That's right. You listen to my podcast as well. It's Authentic Alchemy. (laughs) You have great stuff on there as well. So I'll also link that and people can check you out too. So thank you so much for being here today, Emily. I really appreciate it. I think that this conversation is going to be super helpful for people and they're going to love it. So thanks again. You're so welcome. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. So we'll see you on another episode and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Return to Ease. Before you go, show some love for this podcast by leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you and stay tuned for the next episode.